RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, my friends, what's going on? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And we need more of it. Otherwise, I hate to tell you guys, we're doomed. We are doomed. I'm sorry to be the, <laughs> the bearer of bad news, but we're doomed. Okay? I don't know. There's something on my shirt that's irritating me. Um, yes, yes, yes. Guys, guys, we meet here whenever I can do a show. I'm trying to do more. So let's... I mean, it sucks. It sucks not having a daily show at a set time. It really does. So thank you for all your support. Thank you for your flexibility. I guess if you listen on the podcast, it doesn't really matter when we do the show. You're just happy to see that we have a new one, and there'll be a new one for you guys. And if you're listening on Thursday morning, hi. How's it? What's it like in the future? Are there jetpacks? I'm just wondering. Hey, listen up. Listen up. We, um, you could become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the show going and growing. We are on rockfin.com. You can join there. They have a whole bunch of other liberal talk shows, so you can just sign up or you can buy a premium subscription and be, get uh, exclusive access to other liberal talkers, including myself. And uh, we're FYI Nation, Verdant Square Radio. This, these are other independent liberal networks, and I suggest checking them out. Because otherwise, see, here's the thing. You guys know how I feel. Um, and I, I, it's not just a feeling. It's the fact. The fact is we do not stand a chance if we don't have a liberal media. And... That's what we talk about. We'll talk about it tonight, too, because what I've been saying, it's actually a good thing um, that the taxes of the billionaires were released. I know that the government now, Joe Biden's Justice Department, is this is what happens when we get um, this pathological pining for bipartisanship. I guess we're getting a little glimpse into who Merrick Garland really is. The, 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 the fact is, Lindsey Graham, remember back in the day, I think it was Lindsey Graham, or was it Mitch McConnell, one of these fascists, they all merge into one big blob of, in my nightmares, but one of the fascists said that during the Obama years that he could, he, um, if Obama nominated Merrick Garland, well, for example, if he nominated someone that we could all get behind, like Merrick Garland, and then he did nominate Merrick Garland, because that's who Obama is. He's try, He tried to unify. Can't we, really, come on, we got, we, 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 guys, guys, we know that there's, it's hopeless. There's, what are you talking about? Bipartisanship. We might as well be looking for friggin' Bigfoot at this point. We'll have better luck with that. How about the Loch Ness Monster? To f uh, uh, we'll have better luck finding the Loch Ness Monster than we will finding 10 Republicans who are normal. 
in in the halls of power and we'll well we'll bring the receipts on that too tonight oh my god there's so many stupid people all right there really are i mean not that we don't have stupid people in the democratic party of course we do human beings are human beings we come in all shapes sizes and stupidities but uh, please stupid is encouraged in the Republican Party. And it's unbelievable. It's, uh, I can't, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to reveal themselves as, as some kind of elaborate Andy Kaufman-esque performance art that they've been perpetrating on humanity. Surprise! Wouldn't that be great? Because there is the only, the only sane response to the Republican, to, to any open, uh, uh, any time a Republican opens its mouth, the only sane response is a laugh track. That's it. And I've said it before that, that we will know this country is on the right track and the United States is, is uh, re- some returning sanity. Or if, is it returning, or maybe it's for the first time? But we'll know that we're on the right track if every Republican speech is accompanied by a laugh track. <laughs> right? That's it. That's, that's what makes it bearable. It's an embarrassment. The Republican they are an embarrassment to this country, to, this, to the world. The world is looking at us. They still look at us with side eyes like what's going on over there because it hasn't stopped we're still in the middle of a coup we know that but the coup's been going on forever and i've been saying this forever that's why your support is so vital we're i I mean i hate being proven right all the time i wish i was wrong it sucks to be right i want all of the i let's say um when you funnel money into the into the billionaire coffers, um, I, w- I wish it trickled down and t- to create an egalitarian democracy, vibrant democracy that works for all. But I'm not a moron. I knew it when they proposed this damn trickle down bullshit that it was bullshit. I, if I knew it, so did they. But it's. It's a scam. It's the whole thing is a scam. And now we see the the results. We live in the least upwardly mobile country with the widest income gap of all of our Western democracies. And all of a sudden an ad is going off in my ear. Hold on. And uh, that's not an accident that they did that on purpose to us because the middle class that was starting to formulate after the after World War II, during the Great Prosperity, thanks to the 90% top marginal tax rate and the trade tax and tariff policies that promoted a, a economically vibrant and upwardly mobile middle class that created a middle class. A middle class wasn't created because Jeff Bezos felt like trickling. No, it was created through government policy, and that's—I mean, I'm so—I'm so tired of the institutional amnesia that this country has, and we have it de- thanks to the corporate media. 
frankly. They're all, they, they, they haven't been doing their job. The corporate media is not, I mean, what's the corporate media? What's the job of the corporate media? Is the, the, car, the job of the corporate media is to make the rich richer. That's it. So that's their job. But the, the representatives that we sent into the halls of power, excuse me, power uh, to, we didn't send them there to undermine the pillars of democracy. We sent them there to make a more perfect union. This, this is why people go and vote. We're voting on the promise of a functioning democracy. And ask, maybe, well, that's how I vote. But I'm sure that's how, that's how normal people vote. I know that the pasty-faced white traders, they vote because they want to keep people down. They want to keep people in their place through all of the, well, they're just full of, they're just, they're just propagandized. Anyway, all right, so the cats, wait, 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 Ray, 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 what's happening? Oh, all right, before we keep going and growing, what's, oh, something is happening. Wait a minute, Ray. I don't know if you can hear him. He's like, what is going on? Will you explain yourself? You hear this? You hear this crap? No, I mean, hey, more power to you. I, I, that's what he, I, I want him to be happy and free and running around, but just wondering what's happening. All right. Uh, what was I saying? Yes, before we let, we're already diving in. I want to say thank you, Richard, already right out of the gate. For your super chat, and Richard writes, another great show, Tara? The show just started. Thank you, Richard. I really, I need that. I do. I have, you understand. I have stinking thinking. So, I'm glad to get your feedback. And Jim, of course. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. As always, Jim comes to the show and he, he puts the cover charge down, and I really appreciate that. But uh, there's really no cover charge. But thank you, because this is how we're going to keep the, go the show going and growing. We need to keep it going, and we need to grow it so we can have a daily show at a set time. And with that, I want to thank we have a very special sponsor for tonight's show. Someone you might know very well. In fact, um, I'm getting to know very well, and I and I really love this person. Let's let's just wait, wait until the music stops. My name is Tara Devlin. That's only that's no biggie, right? That music. So tonight's show is brought to us by somebody who participates in the chat room. Is a vibrant member of the Tarabuster community and honors me uh, every day because he has he's an animal lover like I am I love animals so much I don't eat them and I try to I would really I guess if I had a billion dollars if I was a millionaire or whatever I guess I don't I would open a rescue an animal rescue and I would still do the show of course but I wouldn't have to ask you to be a patron we do the show as out of well i mean it is a labor of love but it's also we're trying to make it into something that you know what i'm saying anyway whatever um with that in mind i want to thank 
Tonight's sponsor is someone who is an amazing person, animal lover, um, somebody who rescues animals all of all types, including farm animals, and honored me <laughs> with, uh, with naming one of his uh, chickens, one of a beautiful golden chicken, naming the golden little golden chicken after me so little tara the the chicken and i really appreciate watching little little tara grow because they all we all deserve love in this world and everyone wants love so um i have to say let's see where is my drum roll i mean this is why that's why your patronage is so important because in a perfect world, I'd say, drum roll, please. And there, then the friggin' drum roll would go. What? Where's the damn drum roll? Oh, here it is. Why? You know what it is? Everything, I don't know why. Um, whenever I add something, you, you know how it is. Everything moves around. So tonight's sponsor, this show, tonight's show, is brought to us by... Stephen Wayne Lee. Thank you so much, Stephen, for becoming a a uh, for becoming a patron. Not only is Stephen a prolific super chatter, that's for sure, but now a a monthly patron, and uh, that really helps. That'll help us go keep going and growing. And even if you can become a patron at whatever level. That helps too because that that starts boosting us up in uh, in the rankings. You know how it is, and word of mouth means if you if, mean that's invaluable as well. So I'm sorry, my I was looking for my applause. Uh, I cannot. I don't know. Here it is. Okay. Thank you, Stephen. Tonight's patron. Uh, well, spon the sponsoring the show, Stephen Lee. Woo, no, that's not enthusiastic enough. That's better. Stephen Lee. That's right. We stick together, we win. All right. Yes, yay, Stephen. All right, Jim on the chat is, is cheering. All right, let's get into what everything, everything that... that Wakes me up screaming in the middle of the night. Not just patrons who are who all of the sudden don't be paid. That that always baffles me. Not baffles, but I wonder sometimes. I just hope that people are okay. You know what I mean? All right. Oh, okay. Let me get let me get my game face on, or my head in the game. Whatever you got to do. Because I, I, yesterday, this is why we need a daily show at a set time, because the, wor the world keeps turning and the news comes at us a mile a minute. But, so for years, what have I been saying on the show? That taxing the rich isn't, it's not just a fair thing, it's not just nice or the right thing to do, even though it is. We, we know this for years, we've been reading about the rich Paying zero taxes, not only paying no taxes, but getting money back. Basically, they're they're parasites. The good news is that finally, it's it's out in the open. 
um, the thing that concerns me, of course, is that the 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 insiders um, apparently are more concerned about how the these IRS documents got leaked than they are about the inherent unfairness in the system. But it's not just unfair. Taxing the rich is not about being fair and right and good and just. It is, although it is all those things, it is a patriotic imperative, and that's how we have to frame it. So this this is part of why I do the show and we do the, we do the show together, because somewhere along the line, the American people of well, whatever it's it's been systematic. They've been propagandized to think that freedom equals um, um, what? Not never paying taxes. There was a time, and I'm talking about the rich, all right? Because we pay taxes. Nobody likes paying taxes. Nobody does. But we. But taxes are the admission price to civilization. So. The, the, that's simple enough, but you could tell, uh, as the the saying goes, you could tell uh, people. Well, what is it? You could tell about uh, everything you need to know about the government. You can tell by reading its budget. What 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 does the government spend money on? Uh, our and of course, it's um, we we the people we pay and. The rich pay nothing, but this is systematically, um, we've been systematically <laughs> sent into serfdom by, by, by policy. And that's another thing. We didn't send the elected representatives to government so they could turn us into serfs, so they can turn the land of the free into the United States of serfs and lords. But here we are, regardless. Why? Why is this? It's because of the incessant, nonstop, one step at a time, chipping away at the pillars of democracy. And here we are, from education, from, uh, it's not, and the media, from the deregulation of the media, where, where do you think the morons, because I, I still hear it now, um, watching the corporate media uh, talk about the story, of uh, the rich paying no taxes, uh, they constantly have to reaffirm the uh, the truth that everything they're doing is completely legal. But nowhere, I haven't heard one of these corporate media mouthpieces make um, make a reference or point out the fact that you cannot have a functioning democracy and. And, and an oligarchy at the same time that the that rich people this is the kind of system that the founders rebelled against and one of the things that's driving me crazy too uh, and this is why I'm mentioning it on corporate media I keep hearing the corporate media mouthpieces say that well what about the um, the philanthropists? on all of the the philanthropy of the billionaires isn't that shouldn't we be grateful for that no and i i swear i'm um, i i i will scream myself hoarse 
reiterating this again and again. No, that's not a functioning democratic republic. Not at all. I'll be right back. This is a good time to drink my coffee. And if you guys haven't noticed, I got my Tarabuster mug. All right. And you can have one, too. If you are a patron or a regular supporter, send me an email at, uh, what's my email? Tarabustermedia at gmail.com. And because uh, I need your address and I can, I'll send you a, a Tarabuster mug. I want to keep my people happy. Right? Because we're in this together. We stick together. We win. This is our show. And thank you, Robin. Hello, Robin. Thank you for your super chat. Another super chat right out of the gate. You guys are spoiling me. Uh, All right. What was I saying? So it's taxing the rich. This is okay. Here's the thing. We have to. This is why we have to do our our show. Why we need a real liberal media. So when when uh, people go online, they, as they will, they won't fall into a cue hole. They'll maybe they'll find this show. Maybe I don't know. Maybe other people in general will be talking about the um, not just the inherent unfairness of us being nothing but hosts from which to suck profit and discard, but um, that we're that taxing or preventing the growth of an intergenerational aristocracy is, is is a patriotic imperative. Just like leaving no one behind, leaving no one behind in sickness or in without a living wage or without a roof over their head or leaving people behind in a filthy environment or whatever it might be, or in ignorance. These are, this is patriotic, these are all patriotic imperatives. That's why we, normal people, liberals, progressives, Democrats, democratic socialists, the normal people of society, people who are capable of functioning, in a free democratic society. That's why we are the patriots. Now, I saw something on, of course, on friggin' uh, Fox News, the propaganda, it's propaganda, it's right-wing propaganda. And they were attacking an, an MSNBC guest because she, of course, they take everything out of context, they were attacking this MSNBC guest because she spoke the truth. She said that, the white nationalists, um, they fly the flag next to their Trump flags and all the, they, they got flags up the wazoo as, um, as a message that this flag belongs to us. This is our flag, not yours. And it's basically, it's, it's another form of racism. It's we are adopting. This is our flag. So you fly the flag next to uh, a Trump flag, and you see when the, the traders stormed the Capitol, it's a sea of flags. Regardless, it's, they got flags, they got racist flags that they alter with racist, racist messages. They have, uh, they beat, you know, they beat the damn cops with the Blue Lives Matter flag. So the, they, the flag schmag. They, they're not patriots. But I, of course, the Republicans attacked her saying, oh, 
the the MSNBC guest and I'm, uh, her name is escaping me. I'll have to. F- I, 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 w- I didn't expect to talk about it. it just came into my head, but um, s- they were saying how she's um, she's she said that the flag is racist. That's that's ex- that's not what she said. But you see how the Republicans they cannot afford for people to hear the truth and. I'm 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 bringing it up because I just want to mention yet again that Republicans use the flag uh, or wa- or wave the flag like um, like homophobes like closet closeted homophobes closet cases right who are who are too cowardly to live an authentic life in secret gays who don't who are infest, you know, they're in the Republican party. I mean, there's a lot of closet cases, whatever. And, um, but they, so they, Republicans wave the flag like, like homophobic closet cases adopt a hyper, hyper masculinity, sort of do, to deflect from the truth that, uh, that they're afraid that we will all catch on that they are not patriots, you see? They aren't. That's, the real patriots don't need to have flags up the wazoo. They don't need to r- run around with um, flags and eagles and stars and, and uh, whatever. They don't need to act like that. It doesn't have to be um, uh, such a babyish display because patriotism is not, uh, it's not a symbol. Is the substance of patriotism is goes way over their heads. They wouldn't know patriotism. That's why they they have those flags every. What, what is, where's your flag when you're storming the Capitol, trying to hang the duly elected representatives? That's, that's not patriotism. You're a traitor. They're a bunch of traitors. So. We really need (laughs) this show and what we're doing here to to reclaim patriotism, to take it back from the traitors. They They have insulted patriotism. They denigrate it. They use it like, um, yeah, like a hooker uses high heels to attract the morons into into their web web of deceit web of lies the the fascism that is not it's not um it's not the constitutionally limited democratic republic and and this is the thing that is so concerning because they're out there still lying and the republicans are still giving them uh, or enabling the lies the the worst thing I saw this week, well, one of the worst, there's a, there's a lot of worst, was Twitler at his Nuremberg rally saying, I'm not trying to destroy democracy, I'm trying to save it. And all of his morons, all of the Trump and Z traitors, cheering and applauding. If this is, it's not, um, it's not a drill, it's happening. This is the last day, I mean, if we don't win, if we don't do what we need to do 
to shore up this democracy. This this is it. This is we're living in the last days of the American Republic. The way one of the ways we can help maybe prevent it is through what we're doing here, through the education, reclaiming patriot patriotism and um, pushing this country where it needs to go. We need to make a more perfect union. And it starts with, of course, I mean, the root of all evil is money in politics. We have to get money out of politics. That's why Jeff Bezos can F off into space, which makes me sick. So on uh, the corporate media, when they're discussing this outrage and they're framing it on these on the left, at least, well, the so-called left, like the MSNBCs and the CNN, they're framing it as uh, as ab- abhorrent as it is that the rich don't pay any taxes. It's disgusting. Uh, but none of them um, have uh, have proposed or even asserted or mentioned in any way that this is not just um, unfair, it's dangerous to democracy. We should not have any oligarchs. There shouldn't be such thing as a billionaire. That doesn't make, that's not freedom. This is someone who, let's talk about Jeff Bezos for a second. I mean, I know. It's uh, because we're in the middle of a friggin' pandemic, okay? We're living in a pandemic where the American people, we will be feeling the aftermath of this pandemic for... I guess, I don't even know, for maybe the rest of our lives. Not just those who, who've lost people. Of course, they will feel it. That's another thing that bothers me about this country and what the Republicans have been so successful in doing in their divide-and-conquer strategy. It's that we're, we're so separated from our fellow Americans. We don't. How can you feel the loss? How can we have empathy for other other uh, our fellow citizens when the republicans are so busy lying and sowing dissension and discord and lying about the the coronavirus in general turning everything into um, a reason to to uh, attack your fellow americans but hold on a second let me see Oh, wow. Thank you, M. David Sorabi, for your super chat. And thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. And Errol writes, Republic clowns remain twice as classless than they've already been. That's for sure. Be right back. Yo, yo. I see Mark. I feel like... Who's that from the Magic Garden? Paula from the Magic... Well, Mark wouldn't know anything about that. You're talking like years ago. Because um, she would say, I see Tara and Mark and White Rabbit and... Ra-. I used to sit in front of my television hoping that she would say my name. I think Paula was a lesbian, too. That's part- I think I heard that somewhere. Thank you. And Mark. Mark's going to be on the show soon. Mark, our millennial correspondent, he is starting his own liberal talk show, and we can't have enough of that. So 
not enough. We can't have enough. We can't have what's how do you put it? Yeah, we we need more. We need more of that. More liberal talk shows, especially with young people. I know young people. That's what gives me hope too, because the young people of this country aren't stupid, for the most part. I mean, there are stupid people, of course, everywhere, but they they are a uh, a progressive generation, and the millennials. When you think about the, <laughs> I'm so sick of Republicans. They're telling millennials that they need to grow up or stop being snowflakes or. Man, that's another thing that annoys me. Man up. Uh, you always you always hear the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, that's something that um, Sarah Palin would say. Man up, which is just a misogynist term. But, um, of course, Republicans, you got to, in order to be a Republican woman, you have to be a bigger misogynist than the ra- regular average Joe Republican male. But, um... Anyway, what was I saying? Yes, the millennials, they born into this kiss up, kick down country where the great prosperity is something that maybe their great grandparents and their grandparents told them about where they guess what? There was a time when you could leave college, you can get a degree, but you didn't have to come out as an indentured servant to the banks. Because you could actually get a higher education for free in this country. A, a, a good higher education. UCLA used to be free. A, completely free until Reagan. That was a deliberate... That's another deliberate thing. See, Republicans, they're not kidding around. Conservatives, let's say. They're playing for keeps. And that and they're playing for the death of democracy. They've been working on this project for decades Otherwise, how else? You have to really um, understand that they're n- it's not an accident. Trickle down isn't an accident. Turning the um, turning the youth of this country or or, or people who want to invest in their education, turning them into indentured servants to banksters. That's that's a, that's by design. They did that deliberately because. When you're when you are economically stressed, you're not going to stand up to to your betters. You won't say um, you won't, you're not going to talk back to them. You're you will take any pittance they throw at you, any crumb that falls from the table. You'll take that crumb and make it into a banquet in your mind. And you'll eat a, eat up all their propaganda as they tell you that just pull yourself up by your bootstraps or don't complain. Don't kiss. Don't um, look up to where your where your anger really belongs. You should just look down. Look at that that immigrant or that that asylum seeker or that person with darker pigment. That's your real problem. And they, the, the stupids fall for it every time. But this, that's the drumbeat that you hear on the right-wing propaganda at all times. But it, the thing is that I always say what really annoys me is that, yes, they play the oldest tricks in the book. They replay that game. And the, the thing that bothers me is that you, you don't have to fall for it. You, you 
you don't. Just because somebody sets up the shell game doesn't mean you got to participate. But Republicans, they seem to, they buy into the bullshit all the time. They fall for the same old tricks. But that's because they're not, I guess they're not very well informed. Because that's what education does, too. And, and I guess they think when they're going on into, when they're going on 4chan and falling into a Q-hole, they're, they're somehow educating themselves. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to this. Uh, we'll get to it. All right. I just wanted to play this thing that really irritated me. Because if I got to be irritated, you got to be, too. All right? Because we're in this together. We stick together, we win, means that we have to share. We got to share. Sharing and caring. Here. Here's Jeff Bezos, his ad about going to space. Oh, here we go. Play, hit play. You see the Earth from space, it changes you. It changes your relationship with this planet. With your Shut the fuck I'm sorry. I'm supposed to not curse. I shut the fuck up. It's one Earth. I want to go on this flight because it's a thing I've wanted to do all my life. Shut it's your mouth. Holy moly. Oh, aren't you so um, profound? Oh, I wanted to go on this trip. It's something I wanted to do my whole rotten life. Really? That and bust unions, right? That and become the biggest parasite on humanity. We all have to work. You understand? We all have to work and pay our taxes so he can go to space. He spent enough time and energy screwing up Earth. So let's go to space now and F it up there. And we needed this video? I guess, what does he think? What, I mean, this is, you're talking about somebody out of touch. He actually thinks that we're all going to be like, oh, isn't that beautiful? He's, he's going to space. One small step for a, a very small man. Um, a giant leap for nobody but him. Oh, he's going to space because it's the big blue marble. When he he looks out on the big blue marble and he thinks about all of the workers who can't take a bathroom break, he'll he'll learn how uh, he'll understand that when he has to uh, pee in his spacesuit, I suppose. I wanted to do this my whole life. Oh, aren't you, gr aren't you grand? Aren't you fortunate to live in a country that has been broken by money, by greed? I mean, Jeff Bezos, he's got a, he has a, um, a mansion in Washington, D.C., because he likes to invite his his puppets over and he tells them what he needs them to do, which is ensure that he doesn't pay any taxes. That pri talk about 
taxes are the admission price to civilization. No, 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 not for him. We're here to um, facilitate his journey. This finite blip of time that we all have to share with him. He thinks, oh, he made a bookstore online, guys. So he gets to be our benevolent sovereign lord. See? Oh, thank you, my lord. It's so gracious of you, my lord, to take this trip into space. And you can be so profound then and, and talk about, talk to we, the lowly peasants. Noblel, no, what is that? Nobel, nobles, oblige. Oh, thank you. Be, 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 maybe you can bequeath some of your fulsome bounty on we, the low, lowly ple peasants. Oh, well, you already give, oh, $15 an hour. Yeah, that's what they did. They, this is their claim to fame. We, we pay $15 an hour. Well, it should be 30 you, you son of a bit. This is another thing that gets me insane with, with Democrats, too. Of course, because they're all, everybody's got their finger in the till. Money, money, money. So sick. That's who, I, when you think about Trump, that's all that matters in the United States. Money, greed, it's the only value. Forget uh, unity, e pluribus unum. Forget democracy, greed. And the Republicans don't give a crap. They are going full tilt boogie to the death of democracy. And it really concerns me, to put it mildly. I, mean, I keep thinking about, it doesn't matter. You see, the Republicans, we know this forever. The Democrats are so, they're such suckers, so busy playing this bullshit bipartisan game with the with the fascists that the the republicans are laughing all the way to autocracy they don't care A bipartisan my please they don't care about bipartisan just like the nazis didn't care about bipartisan i, I one once again i was what was i reading what was the book well, I wasn't reading it. I was listening. I listen to a lot of books on tape while I'm working and doing other things. Where is it? So I was just listening to... Oh, yes. Hitler's 30 Days to Power, January 1933, by Henry Ashby Turner Jr. It's all about how Hitler corrupted German, the uh, the Weimar Republic, how he took power. Well, slowly. First, they tried the, the beer hall putsch. That didn't work. They sent Germany, sent his ass to jail for trying to overthrow a government. I mean, this is, does this sound familiar? At least they sent, at least, you know, Germany tried. They sent their fascist wannabe dictator to, to jail, but it didn't stop him. That's when he wrote, I mean, he didn't write Mein Kampf. He did write Mein Kampf. He dictated Mein Kampf. See, he went to jail with um, with Hess. Rudolf Hess was another one of the Nazis that were sentenced to prison. But it, it was great for Rudolf Hess because Hess was a true believer. He was a fanatic. He loved Hitler. 
he he was not that you know he's a dumbass so um hitler dictated mein kampf hess hess was the editor basically he wrote it down they that he um his he was also barred from speaking for for years just like twitler's barred for for uh, from from uh, Facebook and social media, thank God. But it didn't stop. It didn't stop Hitler. So when they got back, when he got out of jail and all of the fines were paid and the uh, moratorium on, on public speaking was over and the Mein Kampf was out there in the world, a bestseller, and Hitler was going around trying to drum up support and he found plenty of it. With especially with the with the the rich in the business community because they love fascism, that keeps the plebs in line, that keeps the dumb dumbs out of union. You can't have a union when it's outlawed. All of the all of the conservatives in the Weimar Republic they conspired with Hitler. And just this is what we're seeing here. You see. And if anybody who knows anything about history of of World War II, they know that wherever the Nazis went, they found collaborators in the conservatives, the right-wingers, because they all have the same agenda. And initially, Hitler was talking about democracy and whenever it suited him. He was trying to get become the chancellor. He was trying to be appointed chancellor. So, of course, he went out there and give and gave such stirring pro-democratic, small-d democratic speeches. But Hitler had no interest in democracy, just like the Republicans. And he found many, uh, just like he, just like the conspirators we have here. I mean, it's so uh, there were so many parallels. That it's 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 um, it's frightening, not just for Hitler. Uh, the I mean, we were talking about the parallels to to the rise of any fascist takeover. And one of the things that the last election that Germany had before Hitler outlawed elections, because only temporarily, of course because of the emergencies the last election he uh, he lost only one third of the of the German people voted for for a Nazi fascist takeover so democracy is incidental to right wingers prove me wrong I want to be proven wrong I do. I've been saying this forever. It sucks to be right on many levels, literally and figuratively. It sucks to be right. I wish I was wrong about these anti-democratic bastards infesting our government. I wish I was wrong. I've been saying this for years, that the Republicans are uh, fundamentally undemocratic. Uh, They're a bunch of, uh, yeah, well, I say it's an undemocratic ideology. Here we are. I've been saying for years that 
that taxing the rich isn't just nice and and unnecessary. It's a patriotic imperative that we have to redefine our entire society. This is the work we have cut out for us, but we're up against the propaganda machines that are well-funded and, frankly, they are winning. Of course they are. Look at the stupids running around our, our country inciting an insurrection this that they're still falling for twitler's lies i'm not here to uh, to undermine democracy i'm here to save it save it if that doesn't frighten everybody then we we we're really far gone the 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 mitch mcconnells of the world couldn't give a shit that's what really frightens me. This is how republics die. We're right in the middle of it. And we're not, it's not denial. It's happening right in front of our eyes. All right, let's play this ad. I'm sorry. I know I stop it and I should just play it, but. Venture, it's a big deal for me. I invited my brother to come on this first oh, flight you. because we're closest friends. I really want you to come with me. Would you? Are you serious? I am. I think it would be meaningful. <sighs> Have my brother there. I wasn't. What's meaningful, guys? When you can earn a living wage, when you have decent working conditions, when you're treated like a human being, when the United States, when the people of this country understand that that the meaning of a of an economy isn't just to make one prick so freaking rich that he can go to f off into into space that's not the meaning of life and, and isn't this is this is why we get together and form government and form societies human beings are interdependent we must we live together we have to we are we need each other Mentally, physically, spiritually, we're not we're, other other creatures on this planet that we share this planet with. They don't have the same need. They're not interdependent. They don't have the oxytocin chemical, the bonding chemical in their brain. They don't have uh, the worst uh, torture when you put them by, uh, in solitary confinement. That's the worst thing you can do. To a person, they could lose their mind. They, it, it's because we need each other. We are interdependent. So everything that the Republicans stand for is 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 baloney. It's BS. It'll be meaningful. You know what? That's that's really sweet, isn't it? You can go with your brother, your best friend. I'm sure there are millions of Americans right now. They'd love to do something meaningful with their family and friends. But they're too busy working three uniquely American low-paying jobs to not even come close to the economic security that their grandparents fought for. And thought was their birthright. That's, uh, I mean, really. 
How about the meaningful being uh, living in this country as somebody with darker pigment? See how meaningful it is to be able to just drive your damn car without getting pulled over and shot? Or how about earning uh, uh, living wages or whatever, retirement security or having a a functioning middle class where you can experience the, 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 the things in life that make life worth living. Not just go to work, go to sleep, get up, hustle, side hustle, your side hustle, your... I, I, I'm so tired of this. We have been bamboozled. I, I mean, I haven't been, because I've, see- I've been watching it with my eyes open, but I see my fellow Americans buying this bullshit. They're, what's the reason? What is the meaning of life? It's not to make Jeff Bezos friggin' um, spaceman. Jesus Christ. Here, let's continue. Expecting him to say that he was going to be on the no, first flight. No, isn't he and the friggin' he saint of mon- that walks along, among us? Just awestruck. You, Seriously? If you're willing, if you want Shut to. Shut up. Yeah. What a remarkable You know what would be m- so much more remarkable? Paying people a living wage. Decent, middle-class life for all. Paying your taxes. How about that? Pay. Take some of those billions, you son of a bitch, that you... you, I mean, because really, this is the biggest parasite on the planet right now, amongst many parasites. He's he's one of the top. That's who they are. These are parasites. He, He came up with a bookstore online? Well, who created the internet? That was research and development thanks to your tax dollars. So he didn't make the internet. He didn't lie, lay the, the, the series of tubes that make the internet. He didn't pave the roads. He didn't set up the court system that enforces his contracts. He doesn't um, pay the police. Really? That, that keep the roads safe of the, for the people who drive their packages. He came up with a bookstore online, so he gets to sit on top of the world, looking down on creation, while the rest of us run around like, 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 uh, just little automatons to make his life better and his life meaningful. I'm so sick of it. And that, and this is what I'm hearing on the corporate media. They're like, what is, uh, what about phil- philanthropy? Well, that's not a functioning democracy. As decent and wonderful as it is, which makes me sick. I always remember when I, I was sick a couple of years ago and I, w- I had to go to the hospital, whatever, that's a whole other story. And I was, I had, I opened up my eyes in the hospital and it said, David H. Coke Wing. Oh, thank you, my lord. Well, but uh, I guess I'm not grateful to my lord, but 
the fact is, in a functioning democratic society, we are supposed to, we pay our taxes and then they get equitably distributed so we can invest in things like hospitals and schools and roads and living wages, retirement security, health care, things that make you actually free. That stuff that makes a society something to actually boast about. So, I'd like to have this adventure, but to be able to do it with uh, my best friend. I love you, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god do you see what I'm saying there's somebody in the chat Roman come on buddy are you that I it's like the um, medieval conservatives the a meme that uh, I posted not too long ago if it's my lord if uh, the middle e the middle the middle e middle eastern i i'm it's middle eastern wants to come out of my mouth no medieval um it's only natural if the lord doesn't pay any taxes of course it'll trickle down makes a good living it has no uh, that's neither here nor there we live in a country that is the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all of the Western democracies. That's not a functioning society. The majority of the American people live paycheck to paycheck. That's not the mark of success. And guess what? You need to get out more. I hope you have a passport so after the pandemic is over, maybe you can go somewhere and get a, get a real view of what it's like in other countries where the government isn't just an appendage of the affairs of billionaires. B having billionaires begging a billionaire for a, a trickle is not um, the mark of a functioning society. And in fact, that's the kind of system the founders rebelled against, where if you wanted to have benefits or a decent life, you had to go find a lord to serve. Now, if that's the kind of society you want, there are plenty of them. That, but that's not democracy. That's not the general welfare. We don't have um, a system that promotes Jeff Bezos. Jesus Christ. Now, I don't, I, I, a Roman, get away, please. How do I debate her if I super chat $50? begging for super chats go, go away really I, I this is why i don't beg i mean i don't uh, debate right wingers because it's a lost cause you're welcome to hang out of course maybe you'll learn something i am not a conservative then why are you begging billionaires to trickle on you i i suggest you turn off this show, well, maybe after it's over, but read a book. Start with the history of Western civilization, okay? Because that's the, 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 the entire history of Western civilization is what we are watching formulate right here in the United States, which was supposed to be the antidote 
to intergenerational aristocracy. Unfortunately, dummies think that they're not free unless they can beg a billionaire for a trickle. And that's a disgrace. It's not democracy. It's not a functioning society. We're in this together. We're not in it so Jeff Bezos, so we're not, we're not um, doing, waking up morning, noon, night, doing our uh, three uniquely American jobs to not even make a living wage, to not have retirement security, to not have 400 effing dollars. When the majority of the American people are living check to check, that's 80% of the American people living check to check, that is not a functioning democratic republic. Now, you may like it like that, but we, will ha we have a disagreement there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Read and, uh, read and Rand. Learn something. Why would I... First of all, I know a little bit about Anne Rand. I know that she ha she's a sociopath. So just like I wouldn't, I don't know, uh, read the musing or, or base anything around the um, musings of Ted Bundy, I wouldn't think that somebody who believes that altruism is evil, is this a sick person? who wrote glowingly in her diaries about a sociopath, a, mur a, a child murderer, William Allen Hickman, calling him a real man because he was free of the concern about other people. Other people don't exist to him, and he doesn't know why they should. That's, a, that's an Ayn Rand quote. Read Ayn Rand, learn something. Now there is... A dumb dumb. <laughs> Read Ayn Rand. Learn something. Thank you, JD, for your super chat. <laughs> Read Ayn Rand. Leftists hate individual freedom. No, asshole. We just hate ignorance. And I'm glad you're here, Roman, because you are you personify it. This is what we're up against people begging for a trickle. They don't think they're free unless they, a billionaire is trickling on them. Keep begging, because maybe in another 40 years it'll start trickling, but by then it'll be too late. I mean, it's already too late. That's why we have to tax the rich. I mean, I guess we could, uh, I don't know, give it a go. Let's go back to that 90% top marginal tax rate that, that socialist Eisenhower had. You know, when the, when the things supposedly were so, uh, we were so free. Everybody wants to go back to the good old days, but only for, not for the top marginal tax rates, right? Just for the social hierarchies, the racial hierarchies. God. All right. Read and... <laughs> Read Anne Rand. Yeah, I have read Anne Rand. She sucks. <laughs> Anne Rand. Oh, my God. What, uh, are you, like, 15? That's the other thing about um, Anne Rand. The people who, who like Anne Rand are usually um, pretty ridiculous. 
they're not mature. They're immature. Like it reminds me of like a fifteen-year-old boy, or maybe are you fifteen? They don't, because they think that it's um, it's what conservatism it's it what it's what passes for intellectualism in conservatism. It's all it is is selfishness. That's it. Selfishness is the only value. So, individual freedom? Good luck, honey. Well, why don't you get the F out of our civilization? This is another thing. This is why Republicans are so full of shit. Everything that they stand for is, is, is bullshit. It, uh, that's why we will win. That's why normal people, progressives, liberals, Democrats, normal people, people who are capable of functioning... In a society of 320 million diverse people, that's the, the, the everything that Ayn Rand and Roman and whoever else, all the other Republicans, what they stand for is based in bullshit. All it is is the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness and if it's it's so wonderful, individual free, then get the fuck out. Go. Did you, um, you know? I mean, every. Let's just begin with everything. Did you, uh, when you drank your coffee this morning, did you dig a well and get the water for yourself, and then boil the water and make the the coffee? You 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 went and you traveled and you got your coffee beans and. I mean, we are interdependent. Did you ride a road that you built yourself? Do you, or do, what about the food you eat? Did you hunt and kill your, I'm sure your, your meat eater, so, or a, a corpse eater, I should say. Did you inspect the food for yourself? Or do you just assume you, when you turn on your tap or you eat your food, that it's all, all there and it's going to be parasite free? Thanks to the um, we the people, thanks to the tax dollars that we pay. That is that your individual freedom? See, you're not you. You're free, in as much as uh, the civilization allows you to be. Because there are other places on Earth where, like for example, the 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 uh, asylum seekers are coming up here, or are presenting themselves at the border because they're living in places that are far uh, worse than the treacherous journey they're taking where they're risking their lives so they're taking they they're they're not living in a functioning society so um i'm assuming that you are sitting on the government r&d researched uh and well funded by tax dollars internet uh to decry the government or whatever, or the people paying their fair share, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you don't see the irony in that. And everything that Republicans talk about, uh, individual freedom, like what? The freedom to be ridden to the bank mercilessly? That's not freedom. You're a sucker. You're a sap. You're a dupe. And, you know, you're just really part of the problem. Really, it's embarrassing. Uh, I, I, 
you're not nobody's no uh in fact they're not gonna meet you for a beer as much as you pine for their trickle and and repeat their ridiculous talking points they laugh at you because you make you make them possible you make the upward immobility possible you make the income disparity you make the serfs possible i mean back in the medieval time i'm sure please you would have been so damn tedious talking about our natural sovereign lords and i mean there was sycophants just tripping over themselves to say oh my lord my lord you don't seem to understand that we're in this this is e pluribus um you know we're supposed to be in this together you go other places they seem to understand that you know how you're i mean there was a time i don't know i don't want to say that because you don't I, I don't know i wasn't living there but what i've read about in the olden days there was a time where the working class of this country understood not everybody, of course. There were oh, there's always Romans and, and uh, Roman Gerviches in the crowd, but they understood that they what they were up against. That um, they didn't fight, bleed, and die for an eight-hour workday. It wasn't. They had. They put their bodies on the line for an eight-hour workday. Is what I should say. Not uh, uh, it, not because. Um, the benevolent billionaires were trickling it on them. Every everything that the that the American worker, that the working class, that the middle that the late great American middle class ever gained, was not because a billionaire felt like trickling it on them. And every step along the way. <laughs> the uh republicans and and their and their mouthpieces their their sad little parrots whined about freedom that's what they said about when they blocked people of darker pigment from eating at lunch counters freedom that's what they said when they were arguing for child labor freedom please i pay my internet bill not a valid argument. Uh, whatever, Roman, that's not the point. You're on a... Uh, uh, you didn't make the internet, moron. You didn't make it. This is not Roman's internet. You're in this because we're in this together. So you're not a rugged individual. You're a dupe. You're somebody that sucks on civilization every single minute but has lacks the um lacks the maturity to understand um really the bigger picture so you read Anne rand to give your your selfishness some kind of legitimacy when it's just sad thank you jd for your super chat one from roman i appreciate that <laughs> i mean really I don't know. People on the chat are like, are you serious, Roman? 
Because maybe he is like an Andy Kaufman. Really, right? Exactly. Andre on the chat. Who bailed out the banks? Who socialized the losses? Privatized the profits? Well, freedom, Andrea. Don't you know it? Freedom. Because Roman's free. He's free. He's only as free as what is his luck. Get free. Let me let me ask you. I I go get sick. Let's say right. I, I love these um, Republicans. They're always like. I I love my uh, the best the best country the best insurance whatever I have insurance get sick really sick not that I want you to get sick whatever you're already whatever but um and then get back to us see how free you are it's really ridiculous <laughs> Oh, Roman gave me a thumbs down I don't care. I wish somebody would fix my camera, though. Hold on a second. Whatever. It's unbelievable, but that that's another example. But it's just the example of how... What I've been talking about, right? Really. The right-wingers. It's propaganda. Propaganda works. They've been propagandized to think they're not free. And if, if um, this is the thing I've been hearing on corporate media, they want to punish success. It's not about punishing success. It's about having a functioning society that works for everybody, not just Jeff Bezos. Because we're in this together. Even Jeff Bezos, see, he may have come up with an idea. Oh, I'm going to have a bookstore online on an internet. He didn't create the internet. I mean, we went through this. So he came up with a, a bookstore. But did he do that all himself? I mean, he didn't build the roads. He didn't educate the drivers. He didn't. I mean, we can go on and on. We're, that's why we're in this together. You're, he's free. He could go free. He could free, free, free off, get off, F off to a desert island and be free. Be a rugged individual. Why are you in the civilization? I mean, you want, that's what it is about Republicans. They want all the benefits of civilization, but they don't want any of the responsibilities. And part of the responsibility is that we pay taxes and the rich, you know, there was a time when the American people, as FDR said, that progressive taxation is the only American way because they understood at the, after the first Republican Great Depression that it was a patriotic imperative to tax the rich so they couldn't use their mad money to corrupt government, to buy politicians. I mean, and really, the, we, as we talk about on the show, the root of all evil is the um, money in politics. If we got money out of politics, which isn't happening anytime soon, thanks to uh, all of the greedy grifters who are benefiting from money in politics... If if we get, but if we got money out of politics, that would eliminate. Um, it would be like turning on a light in a roach-infested Republican convention. Oh my God! 
let's just, you know what else, what I want to talk about here. Let's see. There's so many things. All right. Well, we talk about Jeff Bezos. We'll, <clears throat> we'll get back to that. <sighs> but there's a couple of other things. Well, fascism is, um, is here. Let me see which one I want to talk about first. There's a couple of things. Let's talk about how stupid, um, how stupid this country is. Well, part of it is I feel bad when I say that because I know that the American people have been systematically turned into dum-dums. But by, by design, of course. One of the things Reagan said, why, why do I want to send kids to school if they're just going to protest my policies? This is part of the reason why Republicans, the, they don't want public education. They don't want higher, um, high, us to invest in each other by, by investing in higher education for all. But see, I have a very different view of what a civilization looks like, a civili civilization that works for all. One of those, one of the things is that's uh, paramount would be to live in an, a civilization where if you want to go to school you can get you go to school because we invest in each other it makes for a better country it makes for uh, one of the the re you want to talk about oh my god which makes me sick the shining city on a hill what's shining about being a greedy little grifter that's all they got greed that's it that's it they don't have anything else Greed, stupidity, anger, duplicity, and stupidity. Uh, double down on that. But, and greed. I mean, greed is the only American value at this point. But where it should be, we're in this together. We invest in each other because it makes a better civilization. And who knows? I'll send somebody to school uh, or whatever. My, one of my, my tax dollars helps send people to school. And that person will maybe do something that um, for, cures cancer. I don't know. This is... And also, maybe they'll be someone who writes a, writes a, a wonderful book or song or poem or to, to, so we, we connect as human beings and communicate. That's what being alive is all about. And if the only thing that this country can do is churn out a couple of selfish billionaires who can F off into space while, what, the rest of us get to struggle? Now, I know Roman on the chat says that the people at Amazon, they earn a good living, do they? Uh, well, what's your definition of good in a country when... Not that I care. I don't. Even, I'm not asking you, Roman, particularly. But where the, um, as studies show, if the minimum wage kept up with productivity, it would be around thirty dollars an hour. So we're already lowballing it when we're begging for uh, fifteen dollars. And if there's enough money to funnel money into Jeff Bezos' pockets so he can F off to space and he's on track to be the world's first 
trillionaire, which is a damn disgrace. And if there's enough money there, then that money should be shared with the, with the employees, the people that actually make the 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 company that he um, founded that actually make it go round. Whether I use Amazon is incidental. Yes, oh, 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 I am of the world, so I cannot criticize the world. Is that your argument? It's a, another Republican fallacy. Oh, you are of the world, so you cannot make note of the world, right? Just shut up and get back in the field and beg for your trickle. Maybe one day, you know what I love about Republicans? Because they only see the light when something affects them directly. So I, I love, sometimes it's kind of a hobby. Where I'll, I'll remember or I'll go online, I'll see stories about Republicans that are like, oh, I used to, um, I used to hate Obamacare, but then I went blind. I remember that guy. I, then I had a, an illness that, that was easily treatable if I got medical care and I found out that I couldn't afford it. Well, that's not freedom. They only, but that's how it is with right-wingers or, or uh, <laughs> someone who says he's not a right-winger, but uh, well, a sociopath. Either a sociopath or a sucker. And Rand. Uh, they only see the light when something affects them directly. Then they're like, that's why the, it's immature. They're babies. And they remind me of my niece when she was little. And she was, I would say to her, can I help you? Can I help you tie your shoes? I'll do it myself. Yes, all right, because I'm free. Well, she didn't say it like that, but she might as well have. Then two minutes later, be like, Aunt Tara, can you help me? <laughs> She would tie it like uh, in a knot, not a not a real bow tie, you know, or a bow knot. Mess it up. Well, that's who that's what right wingers are. They want all the benefits of civilization, but they want none of the responsibilities. And then they say, Anne Rand gave us permission to be a, a bunch of selfish pricks. See, I have this this um, fallacy or this so this ideology that gives you cover and that's what that's what it is that's all it is it's just the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness that's it and if you want to be selfish go right ahead but get the f out go away go to a desert island go to liberland there are options go to somalia somalia has there's no government there to hold you back by your bootstraps think of the freedom Liberland. They made a Liberland for you, Roman. What What the hell? I mean, we we here in the United States, we have, of course, we're, we're uh, hanging by a thread, but our founding documents and our, the promises of America all talk about general welfare. In fact, the, the founders thought that general welfare was so important, they capitalized it and repeated it. Numerous times in our founding documents, general welfare, all caps, not um, selfishness, 
not um, altruism is evil. They didn't fight a revolution against an intergenerational aristocracy to just recreate one here. In fact, even Thomas Jefferson talked about how do we lessen the inequality, economic inequality. Well, you know how? We do it by progressive taxation. And that means that those who are on track to be the first trillionaire, they pay a lot more. And back when the United States, where everybody wasn't a dum-dum, they understood that high marginal tax rates prevent the development of an aristocracy or somebody like Jeff Bezos who can uh, F off into space while the rest of us struggle down here on Earth trying to scrape together $400. The majority of the American people can't save $400 for an emergency. That's not a functioning society and that's not the way it used to be. I mean, for white people, I should say in that small blip of time called the Great Prosperity. And that's all because of government policy, like FDR said. He mentioned it. Yes, we are on our way back, but not because of a cycle or turn of the wheel, because we planned it that way. And don't let anybody tell you different. That's what he said. Because the Republicans and the, you know, the Ayn Rand suckers like to say things like, oh, it's just a cycle or the ebb and flow of the market. Uh, well, there is no, there's really no, there's no such thing as a free market because we make the rules. So we can either write those rules so it works for all or we can write those rules so it works for Jeff Bezos. You see? So Jeff Bezos, all he has to do is take one, two, three, four of those billions and give it, ensure that the, uh, that, the, that the employees earn a living wage. They're the ones working, making it all. I, I, unless I'm wrong, and Jeff Bezos, whenever uh, you, somebody orders something on Amazon, he gets in the car himself and takes it there in two days. <sighs> really? So stupid. They all laugh at, at assholes like him. I mean, suckers. Ann Rand, what a disgusting person. I mean, it makes me want to, let me see. I, I didn't plan. Well, we'll talk about it. Let me see. And Rand sociopath. Because I wrote n numerous articles about her. She's a sociopath. Where I'm trying to find it. Hold on a second. I wrote a few articles about Anne Rand. Maybe I can't find it. Where is it? Uh, she, I mean, she's just a vile person. Anne 
Rand sociopath. I'm sorry, my computer is slow as shite. Everything I do, I'm getting a friggin' beach ball on my computer. It's so annoying. Apologize, apologize. All right, while I do that, let's maybe let's shit. No, let's not do that. I have to restart the finder. Oh, wait, it kicked back in. Uh-oh, here comes Tara Jr. Jr. Let's just watch this stupid fucker for a second. Hold on. Excuse my language. Here comes Tara Jr. Jr. Get up here. Get up here. What are you doing? Come on. You can do it. Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite cat. Tara Jr. Jr. is here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to get a better system of, of sound effects, especially. Why can't I find anything? What the fuck? I'm sorry, guys. The whole show is falling apart. Even worse than it usually does. Holy moly. I'm just trying to find a regular old applause what the but all i can find is this and strike and strike and strike and strike and strike and strike until you have victory for every enemy that is aligned against you let there be that we would strike the and ground strike and strike all right tara jr jr is here all right that's what i was looking for <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. He's such a good boy. All right. Are you are you good? Yes. It's like asking a fish if he swims. All right. Let's 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 just show everybody how stupid Republicans are. Um, you might have seen it today. Louis Gohmert, the dumbest. I mean, how, who could be dumber than this? And I understand from what's been testified to the Forest Service and the BLM, you want very Let's much about to Bureau of Land uh, work Management, on the issue of Black climate change. I was uh, uh, informed by the immediate past director of NASA that they have found that this? the moon's orbit is changing slightly, and so is the Earth's orbit around the sun. Uh, we know there's been uh, significant solar flare activity. Um, and so is there anything that the National Forest Service or BLM can do to uh, change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have <laughs> profound effects on our climate. Yeah, it would actually have a lot of profound effects on the climate. It would and life on earth as we know it but that would be an interesting experience it would totally stop climate change because human beings would be wiped off the face of the planet there would probably be um floods earthquakes the the likes of which no one's ever seen as twitler likes to say but this is a an elected representative and the woman he's at, who he's asking the question to, I don't know how she 
remained calm and and answered him with a straight face. I would have to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomert. Yeah. Well, if you figure out a way that you in the uh, Forest Service can make that change, I'd can like make to that know. change. He's talking about change the orbit of the moon and our Earth. Yeah, pick one, which way, whichever's easier. I heard, because you know he's a dumbass. Yes, he, somebody probably said that the orbit, the axis of the Earth, the Earth is wobbling as it rotates. It's not, it's not a machine. So it, it's called precession. So it refers to the slow changes in the astronomical, rotational, or orbital parameters of, uh, of an, of, let me see here. Here's from Wikipedia. I took astronomy, not astrology. I took astronomy in college. Uh, not that I remember every, I mean, it was fun. I don't really remember a lot of it, but I do remember precession. Here it is. What is orbital precession? The change in the orientation of the Earth's rotational axis alters the orientation of the Earth with respect to perhely, per, I don't know, perhelion or aphelion. If a hemisphere is pointed towards the sun at perhelion, the, the hemisphere will be pointing away at aphelion, and the difference in seasons will be more extreme. So the, so the Earth is well we know normal people understand the earth is on an axis it is rotating that axis wobbles as it rotates that is called precession and this dumb dumb uh, republican i know i repeat myself must have heard somebody said because he says i heard it i heard that the orbit is changed somebody might have said something about procession and because he's a dumbass and he's too busy with his head up some QAnon a-hole he thought well this is an interesting idea and i you know what i saw once in a movie i think superman flew and he went he didn't like the way um, lois lane had died in an accident so superman was so motivated well because he was such a rugged individual he flew and went he flew backwards against the earth's rotation and he turned back time to where right before Lois Lane was going to go into that ditch and she was going into the ditch. I don't know why he didn't go back a couple of hours before when she was just driving. But I guess I maybe he got tired after a couple of um, time lapse around Earth in the opposite direction. So he he went, he, he turned back time and then he swooped down just in time to save her. So why don't we do something like that? Can we find, um, can somebody get Superman? And maybe Superman can, I heard, maybe he can go back to when Earth wasn't um, teetering on the brink of in, uh, inhabit, 
inhabitability. Issue of climate change. I was uh, uh, informed by the media past director of NASA that they found that the moon's orbit is changing slightly, and so they found that out just now. No, they. I think they found that out probably when they invented astronomy. They found out the th the orbit's changing slightly. So, hmm, Lua Gomer. How can I? I got a good idea. That's that's some good thinking, Republicans. This is what. Can you imagine? First of all, could you imagine? I can't. I can't imagine if a a a, a representative with a D after his name acting like this. I really can't, because he's not kidding around. He's for real. He thinks that this is a legitimate question. He's that stupid. And it's shocking. It, this, is, this is not a child. That's what's so disturbing. Now, it would be cute if this was a, um, a, a, a kinden, a kinden <laughs> kindergartner. Gartner. Wouldn't it? It would be cute. You'd, be, <laughs> you'd say, aw. Kids say the darndest things. Wouldn't that be fun? We, I know, Miss, uh, Miss Devlin, I know how we can save c climate change or we could just make the earth rotate differently on, a, change the orbit, right? Aw, aren't you, bless your heart. The earth's orbit around the sun uh, we know there's been uh, significant solar flare activity. Um, and so is there anything that the National Forest Service or BLM can do to uh, change the course of the moon's orbit <laughs> or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. I would have to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomert. Yeah. Well, if you figure out a way that you, if you in figure the, out uh, a way. Forest Service can make that change, <laughs> I'd like to know. Yeah, I would like to know how, um, if you're going to do that, because that would end life on Earth. <laughs> Look at Tara Jr. Jr., though. <laughs> He's such a baby. Look at him. Look at him, everybody. Ow, he bit me. <laughs> He's a brat. Are you a brat? All right. Be like that. I have to hear this one more time. And I understand from what's been testified to Just the Forest sure. Service and the BLM, you want very much to... Uh, work on the issue of climate change. I was uh, uh, informed by the media I was past director of See, NASA I'm informed. that they found that the moon's orbit is changing. Somebody gave him a presentation. I was informed by the last director of NASA that the moon's orbit is changing. Well, that ain't no new thing, honey. 
changing slightly, and so is the Earth's orbit around the yeah, sun. Yeah, it's been doing uh, that we forever. Know there's been a significant solar flare activity. Oh, wow. Um, He's putting it all together. So is there anything deep that the thinking. National Forest Service or BLM can do to uh, change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. It would hurt. It certainly would. Profound I would effects. Have to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomert. Yeah. Well, if you figure out a way that you in the uh, Forest Service can make oh, that change, yeah. can you I'd make like that change? Can you um, make that change in the orbit of the Earth? I'd like to know because I heard from the guy at NASA, and it was a guy, of course, uh, that White Lives Matter. I know, I know um, that. Is that the Earth is moving? I never do that. I thought the Earth was flat, and Jesus was a uh, was a rugged individualist who uh, forget about uh, he he didn't want people to have health care. He wanted guns. He wanted everybody to have guns, and he wanted he he was like Ayn Rand. He admired sociopaths who would kill children because they had no care or concern about other people, because that's what makes you free. You're really free when you're not giving a shit about anybody else but yourself. And that look at me now. I'm Louis Gohmert. I, I'm an elected Republican. Louis, he's, I, I had COVID once, you know, my name is Louis Gohmert. I had COVID and because I'm a Republican and I want everybody, to, I'm a, I, I'm I follow in the footsteps of um, the 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 Republican Jesus. In the middle of the pandemic, when I had COVID, I would force my my workers who work in the office. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them, but they work for me and. I would force them to come to work in the pandemic. And then I got COVID and I went because I'm a responsible, rugged individual. I went and told them in person. I thought they needed to know in person that I was um, shedding the virus in their faces. Rugged. I was being rugged. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was being a rugged individual. All right. It's unbelievable. Here's another rugged individual. We got more. There's many more. This is why we need we uh, we need a uh, liberal media right here. Here's another one. Where the heck is it? Did I get it? Oh, here it is. Here's another genius. And some of the information that I think had been discussed on your podcast related to EMF frequencies. That was a thought. A thought. And, and it was you, a, it was, you, you never had that one before? Uh, that was a thought. I was shocked, too. I couldn't believe it. I had a thought. But then it turned out to be something stupid. But, and then, well, we all... We all... Uh, we just all knew. <laughs> it was just another day in the Republican bizarro world where this person 
is a doctor. Listen to this. This is a woman. Where is it? Let me see. Let me see. Where is it? Where is that lady? <laughs> this woman. What the fuck is it? Sorry, guys. Excuse my language. Lady. Let me just play it. I'll play it while I'm looking for this. Now, because right now that. we're all kind of um, hypothesizing. I mean, what is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm no. sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people. Oh, who that's that's so weird. Something on the internet isn't true. I that's amazing. Had these shots and now they're magnetized <laughs> and put a key on their forehead it sticks they can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick holy moly now it's i saw it on the internet <laughs> this is a doctor that there's a metal piece to that. There has been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. Not proven yet, but we're trying to figure out what is it that's being transmitted to these unvaccinated people. Nothing. More, you know, what's being translated, transmitted? Stupidity. And it's killing us. Are you kidding me? We have an elected representative asking, wasting the time of the American people. We're talking about something that's real, climate change. And then we have this republic clown wasting our time with questions like, can we change the Earth's orbit? I'd like to look into that. This sort of like Twitler, like he wants to, what did he, he want to inject bleach? That was very interesting, almost like a cleaning. We need to look into that. Now we all have to look into that. And this is a woman who she's brought in as an expert. And she's, I'm sure you've seen the videos. How weird. A woman, I mean, something on, she saw something on the online. Let's see, where is that doctor? I'm trying to find her name. Sherry Tenpenny. GOP invited Ohio doctor. Sherry Tenpenny falsely tells Ohio lawmakers that COVID-19 shots magnetize people and create 5G interfaces, whatever that means. <laughs> Holy sh maybe they magnetize. If we're all magnetized, we can change the orbit of the Earth and then we can fix climate change. Because, right? Makes sense. Like Ayn Rand. Makes sense. To morons. In a packed hearing room at the Ohio State House, Republican lawmaker gave the microphone to a known conspiracy theorist who has spread misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, which, which sounds like a fake name, but a physician licensed in Ohio and an author of Saying No to Vaccines. This is who the Republicans call in as their expert. 
witnesses or whatever to give testimony. You see what they're doing to this country. They're turning it into a, 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 a cesspool, an asshole. A physician licensed in Ohio and author of Saying No to Vaccines shared her views, promoted her credentials, and fielded questions for more than 45 minutes during a House Health Committee hearing on House Bill 248. I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the Internet of people who have had their shots and are now magnetized. No, honey. I I also saw pictures of Bigfoot. They, I wouldn't be surprised if the Republicans called him. I wish they would, really. You could put a key on your forehead, and it sticks. You could put spoons and forks all over, and they can stick. Now, because we think there is a metal piece to that. What? Later, it was some show-and-tell. Joanna Overholt, a registered nurse from Strongville, defended Tenpenny's testimony and placed a key and a hairpin against her cheek and neck. Explain to me why this sticks to me. It sticks to my neck, too. So, yeah, if somebody could explain, this would be great, she said as the key failed to stick to her neck. Failed. Well, it doesn't matter if it fails. You just keep saying it didn't fail. And then in fascist bizarro land, it becomes the becomes some deep-ass thinking. Because that's what we're all doing, right? We all, uh, we're just trying to get through the day, living check to check. Trying to live in the United States of serfs and lords, hoping that a billionaire will trickle on us one day. And uh, we're, we're coming up with all kinds of nefarious things, like, oh, we want to inject Miss uh, Dr. Tenpenny with a vaccine that makes her magnetize, because for Why? Because adrenochrome or something. Uh, All COVID-19 vaccines are free from metal, such as iron, nickel, cobalt, lithium, and rare earth alloys, as well as any manufactured products, such as microelectrics, electrodes, carbon nanotubes, and nanowire semiconductors. Can you believe that this is this this is what the CDC had to had to reiterate. They released a bulletin saying, "Listen up, dummies." In addition, the typical dose for a COVID-19 vaccine is less than a millimeter, which is not enough to allow magnets to be attracted to your vaccination site, even if the vaccine was filled with magnetic material. Tenpenny also mentioned the false claim that the vaccine contains particles that connect to (laughs) 5G wireless technology. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, God help us. House Health Committee Chairman Scott Lips, Republican of Franklin, said he was allowed, he said he allowed Tenpenny to testify 
at the ins- at the ins- insistence of state representative Jennifer Gross, another right-wing freak, who is the primary sponsor of HB 248. What is that? Something that sucks, no doubt. Um, state, what is it? Ohio, this is from Ohio. Prohibits mandatory, oh yes, that's it. She's all about freedom. Prohibits mandatory vaccines. See, that's another example of Republicans of, they well, they hate their fellow Americans because they think that their fellow Americans are going around trying to put tracking devices in them. Like, who cares? Nobody cares where you go. Go away. How, that's how, that's where we, when we would care. Just go away. So we can have a functioning normal society. We we're gonna we want to track. Doctor, is, is, is she a doctor or am I wrong? They didn't, they didn't mention doctor. Oh, yeah, she is. Tenpenny. Like, I want to track her. Where the hell is she going? She's, all she is, she's going to, she's on the internet. She's falling into a cue hole on the internet. That's, she's annoying. In addition, the typical, do- oh, yeah, it's, that's what I wrote. I mean, uh, read already. Tenpenny also, oh right, I already read that, sorry, about 5G wireless technology. There's been people who have long suspected that there is some sort of an interference yet to be defined interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of our 5G towers. Well, how do you expect to have such great coverage? Such 5G coverage without us turning all of the Republicans into little, little, little towers. Little cell phone towers. That's our plan. To have really fast internet. So we can have a tower buster. That's it, yes. House Health Committee Chairman Scott Lips. Yes, 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 is a freak. Um, state Rep Beth Liston, a, a Democrat and a physician with a PhD in public health, questioned Ten Penny during her hearing during the hearing, excuse me, drawing out her more extreme positions. Liston said that Ohioans deserve better. Well, don't we all? That's why you don't give right wingers power anywhere in the world in world history. Please, prove me wrong. Show me a right-wing government that's been successful. Oh, oh for all. And, I, and let's qualify success. I, I call success a government, a country that works for all, that, uh, where you can earn a living wage in decent working conditions, where you can... Have a day off now and then. Have a sick. Have have the freedom to be a human being, with all of the f- f- frailties that entails. Sometimes you're sick. Maybe sometimes you get sick and you don't get better. But that mean that doesn't mean that you go bankrupt. That's freedom. Have a living wage, retirement security. You could take take time off. Have a vacation. One job, 
How's that? One job keeps a decent roof over your head. And yeah, well, like in other countries, you have to work really hard to be homeless. Not here. Not in the richest country on earth. There are so many countries. See, this is, you know, you guys know I love Roman history. The, there are so many things that we need to learn. But we won't, of course, because there are dummies stopping us in the meantime. But one of the things that the Romans, that made the Romans so successful was that they, they took the best ideas from all of the civilizations they encountered. They didn't just say, oh, we have the best way, even though they did, but they took those ways and made them their own. I, I find that's, uh, we're dumb. We're dummies here. What do we do here? They don't take, we don't take the best ideas. We only take the ideas that make a few people very rich. You see, like our health care in this country, we have the worst, we have the measurably worst health care in the developed world. Measurably worse. Meaning all of the positive measures. We rank next to last or dead last, no pun intended, in all positive measures. Outcomes, healthy lives, uh, there's a whole ranking system. We have the worst, the measurably worst health care. Yet, but... We have morons keep repeating. We are the best. We got the best. No, we don't. We got the numbers right here. We have our life expectancy is going down. We have needless death. People who have illnesses that they, that all they needed to do was go to a doctor. But they don't go because they can't, for various reasons, you can't afford it. Can't afford the co-pays now. You can't afford, oh, well, oh, that's Obamacare. No, that's because of for-profit health care, which is repugnant and immoral. And in every other country, they figured it out. That there are some things that we do better together, and that health care is one of them. Oh, but you're free. Well, you're just a sucker, if that's what you think. Try getting cancer. Get cancer. Get a serious illness. Get cro a chronic illness. And then come back to me. Even with insurance, tell me how free you are. When you're, instead of trying to live and get through another day or battle your illness, you got to worry about the bills the copay, the in the network, the outer network, the deductibles, the co-insurance—I mean, all of the things that that make this that, that just show us that we greed, greed—that's it. Greed is the only American value. We're not in this together. Other countries—they got it right. Not that everything's perfect, but. They understand that health care is a right. You're not free. If you can't go to a doctor when you're sick, you're not free. And guess what? If you think that that's okay, that, you, that we live in a country where millions can't go to a doctor, then 
you're a lost cause, frankly. Especially during a pandemic. Please. It's so sickening. People are so sickening. So stupid. Search for the superior moral justification for being a dumb, selfish prick who wants all the benefits of society, but none of the responsibilities. I just wish they would go Galt already. These Ayn Rand assholes. Why don't they go Galt? Just go. Go Galt. Get the F out. Go Galt. Think of the freedom. Think. Think of the freedom. There's Liberland. No boots. You get, you, nobody's going to hold you back by your bootstraps. None of the, 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 the other people. Think of the freedom you will have. Digging your own wells. You don't have to pay taxes. Building your own roads. Coming up with your own series of tubes to make uh, the, your own internets. All of the things. Think of the freedom. My God. Mm -mm -mm. I think Roman left. He's, he's from Rockfin. He's one of the Rockfin trolls. So I wasn't paying attention to him on Rockfin, so they came over here. Rockfin is annoying because it doesn't give the ability... Well, yet. They say it's coming. So I ha and in the meantime, I get harassed by right-wingers who are sad, really. Just sick. Sick, sad little trolls. That's all they got is being a troll. But they're saying that... We're not able to um, get rid of them. Why? The other troll the other day was saying, oh, was it Roman? Yeah, that's him. He's, a, he's the piece of wasted human DNA. I forgot. He's the one that was like, Tara Devlin is a known heroin addict. Don't give her any super chats because she, she lives in Sunnyside. I mean, he was going on like trying to intimidate me. Like... Um, I, uh, well, insinuating he knows where I live. That's what, he's the one we were talking about, saying I was going to, uh, I mean, he's just a sick person. Because I talk about being in recovery on this show, and I guess he he thinks that's something that I'm supposed to, why, uh, uh, oh, uh, Roman, I, I, I will stop talking. No, honey. And then he was like, uh, I think the drugs rotted your brain. I wish, frankly, I really do. I think the drugs rotted, I wish the drugs rotted my brain. Because maybe then I'd be a dumbass like you, Roman. And you'd be like, Anne Rand, I got this great Anne Rand book. She said that there. Right? And man, and I'd be like, uh, 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 like Roman. <laughs> God. Unreal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, JD says on the chat, as a UK resident, I was really stoned by Pac-Man's out-of-pocket expense for medical bills, which he, um, which he went through last year on his show. I think it was Pac-Man. It's disgusting. This, it, this is 
one of the things that makes me want to get out of this country. Healthcare. Not having healthcare in this country. Being always, uh, it's, it's always a struggle. Really. It's just tying healthcare to your job. I mean, what the stupidest thing to talk about the United States of serfs and lords. It happened by accident. And then we have, because the whole history of insurance companies in this, in this country was, it, it's, it's an accident. Okay? The, um, af, during the Great Prosperity, employers or companies, corporations, when, when corporations used to pay taxes, they used to pay 35% at least. What, what was the tax rate? I think it was, yes, the corporations um, paid... In they, as far as the budget, corporations paid for, I think it was 35%, if I'm remembering correctly. Now they pay, I mean, less than nothing. We have corporations that pay nothing and, in fact, get, get money back for nothing. Well, I mean, for riding our roads, using our, our infrastructure, using our public education, and all of the things that we pay for, we invest in we don't do that so they can f off into space f that i mean i i just have to say how much longer are we going to take it how much longer but i for, i i did forget though actually now that i'm look that it was roman who was just the most vilest scum that I've ever encountered, as far as trolls are concerned. I, I've encountered a few trolls, but I've never had a troll um, do that. Be a, um, be so, be such a scum. Well, that doesn't, now it doesn't uh, surprise me that he's an Ayn Rand acolyte because she's a scumbag. She is a sociopath. And that's, I mean, there are very sick people in the world. He's one of them. Anybody who admires a sociopath is a very sick person. And that's what Ayn Rand is. She, she is a sociopath. And actually, let's... Where is... I'm trying to find this... If I can find this damn article I wrote. All about her fascination with William Hickman, this, a serial killer, who murdered a child... And it was during the um, last century, during I think in the 30s, or maybe it was earlier than that, he kidnapped a child, and he tormented her, this child's father, trying to get money out of him, but he already had murdered the child. And... He, I mean, it's just the sickest, most vilest, disgusting story. But he tricked the father into thinking that this, the child was alive by, he had, I mean, I don't even want to say it because it's, it is stomach churning. Let's just say, oh, I don't know. I can't, should I say that? I mean, he, he had dismembered the child or was he, no, he killed her and then he, made her look like she was still alive so he could trick the father but then when 
he got the money, so the father gave a ransom, thinking his daughter was still alive because he had propped her up in such a way. It's so vile. And then as the father realized that his child was already murdered, the the hero of Ayn Rand and Roman Gervich were, was laughing and running off into the sunset with the money. So, and Anne Rand, this, is, this was a big story at the time about the, the capture of this William Allen Hickman. If it, what? William Hickman. And Anne Rand wrote about her, him in her diaries that he was a real man. He showed, uh, he put other men to shame. He called, she, she called him a Superman because he didn't care about anybody. And why should he? That's what, that's what Anne Rand said. Because um, if I remember correctly, she said, other people don't exist for him. And he doesn't, he doesn't know why they should. That's who, who these prick Republicans, they, they read Anne Rand. She's a horrible writer. Yeah, I read Anne Rand. I tried to, at least. But it was like, I might as well, I would just not read anything that is swill. Let's see. Here, here's something. I'm trying to find the article I wrote. Of course, it was many years ago now. Come on. Oh, yeah, here it is. Psycho killer. (sighs) Where is it? I thought I had it. Psycho killer gets real man status in Ayn Rand's narcissistic worldview. All right, I'll read it. It's often said that if you want to truly know a person, then meet their friends. With this truth in mind, it turns out that, not surprisingly, cult philosopher of the right wing and libertarian crowd, Ayn Rand, was a big fan of the disgusting sadist William Edward Hickman who kidnapped and dismembered a 12-year-old girl in 1927. In her journals, Rand glowingly wrote that Hickman, quote, this is a quote from Anne Rand's journals, is born with a wonderful free light consciousness resulting from the absolute lack of social instinct or herd feeling. He does not understand because he has no organ for understanding, the necessity, the meaning, or importance of other people. Other people do not exist for him, and he does not understand why they should. And I wrote, normal Americans, non-Republicans, well, I called them Republicans at the time, spend, spent the past year bearing witness to the clutches of teabaggers, pro- protesting health care, of all things, while waving various signs, extolling Ayn Rand philosophy, believing themselves to be atlases who would be sure to shrug off the burdens of the unwashed masses, 
inflict on their superiority when they dare demand a society that works for everyone. But truth be told, these teabaggers themselves are often the very humanity of mud, quote unquote. Here's another quote from Ayn Rand. The very humanity of mud to be ground underfoot. That's Ayn Rand. And fuel to be burned. Talking about people that Rand assigned to the working class. Anne Rand herself has been called the textbook sociopath, characterized by the self-proclamation as well as an unapologetic lack of empathy. In fact, a commitment to selfishness and a rejection of altruistic behavior are elevated to the height of morality in her worldview. That's what she says. Altruism is evil, she says. uh, Sociopathy is morality. It's a bizarro world of a very sick person who's dead, thankfully, and burning in hell. But you don't... um, Yes, study her. Study her manias for uh, as a warning. But do not don't don't shape a civilization around her because she's sick and you can't unless you want a civilization that sucks. But I guess they do. Yes. Much like today's right-wing bloviators with an elevated sense of self-importance, Rand considered herself one of the greatest philosophers of all time, recommending the three A's. This is what she recommended herself. She recommended Aristotle, Aquinas, and Ayn Rand. Um, It's like Twitler. It's quite disturbing to think that many of the elite shaping policy today attach themselves to Rand's objectivism, described by author um, and one-time objectivist Michael Prescott as an ethics of self, of, excuse me, an ethics of rational self-interest from which any altruistic motives or duties are excluded. There follows a defense of pure laissez-faire capitalism. Only the socioeconomic system that gives free reign to profit-seeking selfishness, reason, egotism, egoism, excuse me, individualism, capitalism, objectivism in a nutshell. Because we're all here to be ridden mercilessly to the bank by these uh, objectivists. We're, we're just, um, what are we, a fuel. That's what Ayn Rand said. To be ground underfoot. Because that's the meaning of life for these pricks. Greed. It's the only value. And they use this to wrap themselves in legitimacy. Like, that's what, re- that's what they do. That's what Republicans do. That's what conservatives do. They wrap their bullshit in the veneer of legitimacy by giving it all kinds of uh, legitimate-sounding names and labels, like objectivism or um, the Laffer Curve. Things that are bullshit. Trickle down. Supply side economics. Like, that's a thing. Before it became their, one of their uh, motivating rallying or tent poles, let's say, the, the, the George Bush, George H.W. Bush called it voodoo economics because it's bullshit. Meaning it was, it was, it was, it was a scam. They knew it was a scam. Now it's disgust on corporate media and by objectivist sociopath morons 
like the sick prick Roman who thinks uh, he shames me by discussing my uh, my recovery when in real in, in truth he shames himself but they know no shame uh, they should really just get their oh so put upon ass the hell out of here and go galt go galt get the hell out go galt I'm tired I'm tired of dragging you around dragging you into civilization oh poor poor and listening to the whining that's the thing oh they want all of the benefits see they do they want to turn on their tab and they want water to come out that that doesn't give them diarrhea they want they expect that but they don't want any of the responsibilities they have to each other unless it affects them somehow and that's another thing that makes them incredibly tedious because they it's it's goldilocks it's the government is just right in the ways they they seem to benefit everything else is just too too big too small too soft too hard too this too that it's only just right when it affects them so, as I wrote back in the day, it is easy to see why Republican philosophy would attract sociopaths. Elevating malignant narcissism as a political philosophy is a way of justifying a self-serving malevolence, antisocial uncharitableness, and downright unkindness, even glorifying it. Ayn Rand ideologues include Alan Greenspan, who publicly stated that his job was to create worker insecurity as a way of keeping the serfs from rising up against their sovereign lords and whose supply-side economic fraud has plunged the world towards yet another Republican Great Depression, and this was in 2010, while making a handful of people filthy rich. Clarence Thomas, who assigns Rand's The Fountainhead as required reading for all his law clerks, Rush Limbaugh, now burning in hell, thankfully, who rails against pro-social behavior as a community service, as something only to be engaged um, in by society's losers. Oh, he's another one. Well, he had an addiction, too. Yeah, but uh, uh, he's different because he, he sent his uh, housekeeper out to cop behind a dumpster. But being a Republican means never saying you're sorry and uh, never learning anything. So even when he hit the balls of his ass, when the addiction took away his hearing, because he made, he made himself deaf, chomping down Oxycontins, um, he never changed, never learned a thing, never became empathetic because they, they have something missing. It's like, um, uh, it's, it's, you see, there's something sick about them. And I say it all the time. Give me whatever, 10 minutes with these, any one of these freaks. And I, if they were honest, and I could barely stand 10 minutes, seriously. Uh, if they were honest, we'll get to the bottom of it. There's, there's something missing. There's something sick. They're either racist, they're selfish, 
they're moron. I mean, or all of the above. There's something fundamentally wrong with. They might be a closet case. They might be hiding other sicknesses. There's something off with them. But, um, you know, they just never learn. That's part of being a Republican. Never saying. You're sorry, never learning, never changing, never having a, uh, an experience that gives you a, a, an empathetic point of view, never putting yourself in other people's shoes. And so like with Rush Limbaugh, he, you would think that maybe his experience after spending years vilifying drug addicts, people with his disease, and, and how long? We know he was on the air for years chomping down Oxycontins while, and they went through it, of course, at the time when he came out that he was, he, he made himself deaf with, um, with, with opiates that he was also at the same time vilifying drug addicts, calling for life sentences and three strikes you're out and all this putting people calling for the stiffest sentences for people in the grips of addiction. Of course, because that's what Republicans do. It's like the closet case, who was a hyper-masculine asshole, anti-gay hyper-masculine asshole, or the Trump and Z traitor flying American flags up the wazoo because they have no clue what patriotism is. And in fact, not only are they confused by America, they hate America. See, because it's... They hate America's diversity, the nation of immigrants. They hate the very foundation of what they hate, the liberal democracy. They hate e pluribus unum. They hate the general welfare. Am I wrong? Prove me wrong. I would love to be proven wrong. And uh, whereas there's something sick in them. It's already there. That's why they're attracted to this sick-ass Republican agenda. Now, you think about FDR. One of the... FDR was um, a decent person. That's, <laughs> but one of the things that is written about him, and Francis Perkins noted, one of his, uh, one of his advisors, Francis Perkins, that... After he was stricken with polio, he he didn't uh, he realized as he as he but he was always kind of a decent person. I mean, he was a decent person, but he realized that th- things happen in life that are often out of people's control. So we all need help sometimes, and sometimes we need more help than others, and some people need more help in general, forever and ever, and things change, and that's why we're in this together. So his being stricken with an illness made him more more of a human being, whereas Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, I mean, they have, that's an illness, addiction, but for it's rules for thee, not for me. Right? Being a Republican means never saying you're sorry, never learning, never opening your worldview, never seeing life from somebody else's point of view, 
never giving a shit about anybody else but yourself. That's what they are. That's their ideology. And man, have they exploited it. It's not freedom. They're not free. They're just goddamn sad. They're, they're also incredible hypocrites because we all, they're not free. They just want to get a, they just want to take a pass on the responsibilities we have to each other. That's it. Get, it's like in the pandemic, they want to take a pass of all the things, wearing a mask, the, the simplest things that we do as a society, as a community, as e pluribus unum to um, address the problems that we face together doing the, the basic things to keep each other safe. That's too much work for them. They wouldn't pull a hair if it would save somebody else. They don't give a shit. But when it's them, we all have to do what they expect. Oh, well, thank God, right? For liberals created in spite of them, Oh, whatever, gay. They they want all the benefits that we've that we've fought them to create, but they'll never learn. Uh, the other thing, they'll never learn. Then then as soon as they're done, they'll just pull up the ladder behind them. That's Rush Limbaugh in a nutshell. I mean, one of the things I remember when he went into rehab for making himself deaf. I thought, part of me thought, maybe he'll come out a better person. Maybe he'll learn something. He'll be in recovery. He'll take that searching and fearless moral inventory of himself, and he'll wake up like, uh, like Lee Atwater. When he, when he got brain cancer in his early 40s, and, and he was going to die, he realized he had wasted his life. Being a monster, a Republican monster, and he called up all of the people he had harmed, all of the dirty tricks, the people he had played his Republican dirty tricks on, and he begged them to forgive him for all the harm he did to them and the country. That's Lee Atwater. You don't see, um, you don't really, uh, liberals, uh, for everything you can say about them, which is baffling to me like for example i was watching morning joe the other day and they were going on about something about latte liberals who cares that's a that's the biggest sin of a liberal a latte liberal so we we all have to uh, genuflect to the right wing manias but oh li- drinking a latte is it's ridiculous it's goddamn ridiculous but you never see a uh, you don't see liberals having to call up people and say, I'm sorry for playing all these dirty tricks on you. See, what are liberals trying to do? Even in the midst of these filthy fascist pricks and their insurrection, we're still trying to have a functioning society. We're trying to ensure that people have a roof over their heads and that they don't, that when they miss two paychecks, they don't have to end up on a food line. They don't have to go starve, go starve and food insecure. That when you have a, uh, when you're sick, you can go to a doctor. I mean, this is what liberals are doing. What, what Democrats are doing. I mean, some, not all, I know. 
Some are begging billionaires to, to trickle on them, of course. That's the problem. Money and politics. All right. Let me continue with this article. Uh, where is it? Glenn Beck. Oh, yes, here it is. Uh, Clarence Thomas, who assigns Rand's The Fountainhead as required reading for his law clerks. Rush Limbaugh, who rails against pro-social behavior, such as community service, as something only to be engaged in by society's losers. Can you believe this? Really? Let's bring... Oh, thank God Limbaugh is rotting in hell. Community service, it's all coming back to me, is, is uh, something that is engaged in by society's losers. That's what they think. But they, but God help them if something happened to them where they needed help. See, then they would be, oh, I saw the light for a second. And then go right back to being a prick. Glenn Beck, who also encourages his followers to continue contributing nothing to society. And the quote is, 9-12, remember that? The 9-12 march on Washington was par partially sponsored by the Ayn Rand Center for Individual Rights, meaning, I got mine, go, go F off. Normal people otherwise known as non-Republicans, view Rand's affinity for self-serving, child-murdering, dismembering, for a self-serving, child-murdering, dismembering psychopath as a real man, as a window into a dark mind. At the most, is, is to be analyzed, not emulated. I'm sure this disturbing revelation won't trigger a mass uh, road to Damascus movement for her followers, quite the contrary. No doubt they will reach into the bag of Republican dirty tricks and pull out the old standard of justification by any means, most commonly by attacking the messenger, as we see Roman does when he attacks me as uh, a recovering addict as uh, and then tries to um, threaten me, like insinuating he knows where I live. I only ask when he comes to my house and I get to kick him in the balls that he give me fair warning so I can get it on TikTok. Because so. it'll be good for the show. That's all. And also my lawyer. <laughs> when I press charges. Oh, oh, that's the other thing. The other day when Roman was trying to intimidate me, whatever, and mock me. When he was, he was really mocking himself and showing him himself as a horrible troll. I mean, that's it. Um, when I said I was going to kick him in the balls and Jim said he would hold him or something. And while I kicked him in the balls. And then Roman was, he was crying on Rockfin. Oh, she is, she's threatening me. Well, that's, that's what they do, you see. She's threatening violence against me. Oh, poor Roman. She's threatening violence. You're the one threatening violence. Yeah, but they could, that's what they do. See, this is what they do. That's what happens when you pop a bully in the nose. They go, 
They go, oh, please, Bezos, trickle in my mouth. Everyone's we're earning such a great living wage. Oh, really? Such a living wage that people are living check to check. 80% of the American people are living check to check. Roman thinks that's the best kind of society. Because he's a, he's a dummy. He's a dummy. And he's not a patriot. I, that's, that's it. Um, let's see. Right. No doubt they will reach into their bag of Republican dirty tricks and pull out the old standard justification by any means, most commonly by attacking the messenger. Far be it for a right-winger to abandon their sick philosophy when, according to their self-serving pathology, society is supposed to adjust itself around their sick philosophy. Ain't it the truth? That's what we're wa- watching right now with the with Democrats negotiating with these sick pricks. They're not, when they're not going to vote for anything we do anyway. Why are you negotiating down? Why are you doing that? We keep going far, uh, trying to reach out, and well, they drag us so far to the right. Now we're in fascism. Great. It's a safe bet that we would never find a highly evolved person singing the superior praises of selfishness (laughs) and the virtues of a child-murdering sociopath whose crime is far more heinous than these words can describe. And then I wrote, read Mark Amos's article for more about Ayn Rand's sick mind and the entire account of William Hickman's gruesome crime. Personally, I hope that right-wingers make good on their threats and go John Galt on us. This is a reference to an Ayn Rand character in Atlas Shrugged who triggers the collapse of society by simply refusing to work. Unlike when the proletariat strike, the Galt-inspired rich go on strike and the whole world comes tumbling down. More than a work of fiction, Rand's tome is a nod to the inflamed sense of self-importance conservatives have. Their malignant narcissism actually convincing them that the rest of us freeloaders and parasites can't survive without them. Let these twisted souls convince, convince each other that they are the pivots that turn the Earth's axis. But we will never reorganize our society to suit the sickest among us well that's what i wrote at the time but here we are and coincidentally talking about the the earth's axis damn 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 where are you guys what are you gonna do all right listen up what time is it where are we Where am I? What am I doing? We have so many things to talk about. Maybe we'll see. Somebody become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and we'll do a show tomorrow. What do you think about that? What do you think? In the meantime, I want to say thank you all for hanging out. We had some fun tonight. We had some community we had some troll bashing. 
which was fun. I like that. I like that part about you guys. And I want to also, uh, today, what the hell? What am I saying? Let's remember tonight's sponsor is an amazing person who has a chicken. Has a bunch of chickens, actually. And one of them is named after me. So I really appreciate that. And tonight's sponsor... Tonight's show was sponsored by... Stephen Wayne Lee. Come on, come on, louder, louder. Thank you, Stephen, for becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Because of you and your and people like you, the regular contributors and supporters, there are other ways to support. If you can't support financially, tell talk about the show, share the show. All of that. Give the show a, a good review. All of this. like and subscribe. But thanks to our regular subscribers and everyone who makes up this community, we will keep going and we'll keep growing. So let's see. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell, and that'll tell you when we when we go live. So you can join us in the chat room and it'll be fun we have a good time as i i don't know what the hell i do without you guys really because really come on look at what look at what we're doing look at what we're up against we have a lot of work to do and yeah it makes it it makes me feel somewhat hopeful that we're in it together otherwise my god so, all right, listen up, listen up. If you can, if you can, you know, become a patron at patreon.com slash If you are a contributor, a regular supporter, a member of the community, even if you, if you can't afford to support the show financially, but you support it in other ways, send me an email at tarabustermedia.com at at gmail.com and say hey man i'd like a mug a tara buster mug and it will be yours that's how we roll all right my friends listen 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 it's been great hanging out so let's try it and we'll see what happens tomorrow please if somebody can become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin all that and remember what I say. We will win. We. I know. <laughs> Robin says, I'll probably be dead before all the work is done. I know. That's how I feel. But then I think about all of the people who fought for democracies and who fought for the women's right to vote or fought for civil rights and who never saw as mlk said they they've never they may have seen the mountaintop or been to the mountaintop but they won't they never got there with with them with us am i making any sense probably not but i think about that i do will i see 
see the change that we need will i see or will will we fall deeper into fascism this is where we're these are the options we're standing at a crossroads i don't know it's very concerning i don't know one of the things i want to see before i die is universal health care in this country this is one of my um one of my greatest what's the word the greatest it's one of the things that makes me very upset about the country because it's patriotic universal health care is patriotic that's another thing we have to frame as patriotism because it is we don't leave anybody behind we don't leave people behind on the battlefield, quote unquote. We don't leave them on the battlefield of sickness. We don't leave, I mean, that's how you have to prevent, present it. And the other thing is, you're not free. If you can't go to a doctor when you're sick, you're not free. And then people say, oh, I go to the doctor. My doctor's great. It's not about the doctor. I mean, people don't, it's the insurance. That's the problem. It's not about doctors. Yes, people want to go to a doctor. But the insurance, that's the problem. That's why we have to get rid of private insurance. It's, it's horrible. They're not in the business of paying for your, for your health care. Oh, my God. I was just reading something online about, because, um, about, uh, well, uh, Wendell Potter was on Tom Hartman's show the other day. And I stumbled on something online about universal health care and the people sharing their horror stories, doctors and nurses sharing their horror stories about dealing with the insurance racket. And wouldn't it be great to have a country where the doctors and the nurses and the health professionals can just treat your sicknesses and not have to battle insurance companies? But um the one of the doctors wrote that they someone pre, someone presented to them with a with a bee in their ear but then the insurance company re, refused to pay for the bee to be extracted because it had died and then it was no longer an emergency so they wanted the 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 dumb 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 that's what they think of us just a bunch of dumb hosts from which to suck profit and discard just just walk around with a dead bee in their ear it's not an emergency anymore it's dead you don't hear the buzzing it's not going to sting you it's dead so what you have a bee corpse in your head oh well it's it's beyond it's on it's unfathomable uh, and trust me, other people in other countries, and we have people on who watch the show, and I hear from other people, and I know people who live in other countries. They're, it's like ridiculous. They're like, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with America? That's, what, that's the question I get a lot. What's wrong with America? Well, you know what's wrong? Propaganda. That is where. That's what's wrong. <sighs> But that's your insurance racket. 
they're not in the business of health. They're in the business of wealth for a few, and it's not you. We've read stories on this show about young people, a woman who wrote an article, who she's a young woman now, and she developed diabetes as a teenager, or, or, or maybe it was earlier than that. And the first thing the doctor said to her parents was, you better get on the phone to the insurance company. And she has spent her entire life fighting insurance companies for the basic health care she needs to, to remain alive. And she's wrote an article for the New York Times. I don't know what people are talking about. They love health insurance because this is what we hear on the corporate media. Willie Geist always going on about how everybody loves their private insurance. Nobody loves private insurance. They love going to the doctor. There's a difference. Oh, my God. And this woman wrote that uh, she's, a, she's alive not because of insurance companies, but in spite of them. She spent her entire life fighting insurance companies only because she was born here. Other countries, they don't think about this. They don't, it's not, and then they look at us and like, what, are you stupid? All right, all right. We, I need to go lay down. I need to rest. You guys, thank you so much for hanging out. You're the best. It's been fun, and we'll see. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, and we will win. Because this is the real liberal media. You're looking at it. And we are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We know a sociopath when we see her. And we would never praise a sociopath. Especially one that sucks as a writer. My God. But we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. We stick together. We win. And I will see you very soon.